0: don't miss out. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. And this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And today we're going to be talking about branding. We are here with Christine Marie and we're going through empathy-driven branding is what I'm sort of getting to here. And we're going to go through some really specific examples by going through my personal linkedin which i'm quite afraid to do but i think it's going to be instructive for you the listener to, to see exactly how we analyze this and what what's the application of everything that we've talked about so far in this three step strategy and we're going to do that right after this quick break you're listening to perpetual traffic <laughs> Was your Black Friday Cyber money not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year, because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us we are giving away 10 free audits which goes through all of your ad platforms all the platforms that you're spending money on right now or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow we'll also look at everything after the click for your cro your conversion architecture as we call it we will even analyze your email sequences and most importantly we'll look at your data how you're actually capturing visitors information and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever.
1: Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. We're here with Christine Marie of ChristineMarie.com. And now might be my favorite moment in perpetual traffic history. We're going to take Ralph, digitally speaking, we're going to put him on. The, the the medical table and christine marie she's gonna take her scalpel and just and just cut away and i told her before we started recording that if ralph wasn't crying by the end of this episode she hasn't done her job well enough so christine please hold nothing back do i get an I anesthesiologist I no know. i no <laughs> it's just surgery no just surgery yeah right. this okay. is a civil war gunshot wound here we're not you can <laughs> take a out shot the of saw whiskey. Start That's right. <laughs> Here's a stick to chew on. Now, that said, on. Christine Marie, let's uh hot seat Ralph Burns, his social presence. How is he doing?
2: Good. And I so two things. One, I love that we're doing this because so much of what I previously shared was somewhat existential, right? How do you actually bring this into practical application? So I'm excited to actually walk through this because I think it will it will bring a lot more color to the picture painted. And second, Ralph, I am pulling this up in real time with you. So this is a good exercise for us both. Um, all right. So first, I, uh, I pulled up your LinkedIn. Um, when did you, just to clarify, you are not posting on here, correct? It is your team.
0: We tend to take our tier 11 posts, which is done by our social team. And then we share them over to my personal profile, which, you know, uh, probably not the right approach, but it's not as personal as it probably should be, is my guess. And we've actually mm-hmm. had LinkedIn experts on here saying you need to get personal on your LinkedIn, and we really haven't quite as much on my mm-hmm. personal profile. But yeah, that's how we typically will post things, and then I'll get prompted for comments and and that kind of stuff, you know, through notifications. That's usually how it goes.
2: Good. So I love that LinkedIn is coming in and actually reinforcing what we've been talking about here. Allowing for a balance of, you know, the brand is posting, the brand is putting, you know, content out there, but ultimately it's the executives that hold a lot of weight as seen with, with Amazon. So I love that Amazon or that LinkedIn is reinforcing that and I could not agree more. So let me, I was looking at your, at your profile first and then I've just switched over to, to tier 11. One of the things that's interesting is that you, you're getting more engagement. When even though it's the same content that you're posting on the Tier Eleven page as on yours, you're still getting more engagement than than Tier Eleven. And so Tier Eleven has eleven has one thousand seven hundred and seventy followers. You have two thousand and eighty-eight followers. So my challenge for us is that once this goes live, we get people here following you, your loyal fan base at Perpetual Traffic. So y'all, I'm gonna challenge all of us to get Ralph up to 2,500 followers once this goes live. So join me on this quest because it'll be fun. And Ralph is going to start producing incredible content as a result of this. (laughs) He's he's committed. He's nodding his head. All right. So let's dive in. So, So we've got content that your team is producing on tier 11. They are, for the most part, from what I can tell in this brief brief review it's pretty much identical content one of the biggest things that i that i wish that they would do different and i assume that they will now which is exciting is having an image to serve as a placeholder for the video cuz right now when you click when you hover over or when you're scrolling through and you see the video you're frozen in kind of a strange position Rather than having an actual good placeholder photo, whether it's a photo describing what the video is, because right now the only context of the video is very small. You've got the big image that's taking up the most space for the video, and then a very small description underneath about what it's about, whereas the image placeholder could show the content that's in it, the title of the video, a great photo of you, very handsome. And so ultimately, we're missing a a good opportunity for a visual showstopper that will cause people to stop scrolling and engage rather than a, a frozen picture of you mid speak. So that's number one. One of the things too, is that how many employees are, or how many team members are at perpetual traffic and tier 11 and how many people do you have? Do you think that you could potentially take that nugget and create a list out of, do you think you could you get 25, 30 people?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's 70 plus people, you know, in the Good. in the company perpetual traffic, you know, just a few, but
2: So in total aggregated, you've got a good reach internally Mm -hmm. that you could tap into and get them to immediately secure engagement. Because I do see that there are posts here on the tier 11 page that don't have any engagement. So already we're missing an opportunity by not engaging the employees at the the companies. Either one, even though Perpetual Traffic only has a few, it's still a good opportunity to tap into that because by you resharing a post or by, I'm sorry, one of your team members resharing a post. You're getting their entire network. So anytime that there's a reshare, anytime that there's a a comment, you're now by way of their simple action, a click of a button, you're getting in front of that many more people. And that's what we want. So one other thing that I will say, too, is that allowing for the diversification of the actual content itself, a lot of these videos are pretty similar that I'm looking at. And it's a, like a similar scene or background. And I think you're probably filming the same type of content all in one setting. And so I think that if, if you were to mix it up, and you were to have maybe a picture or even like a little gift from something other than you if you're showing the coffee cup in your hand or you're showing the ocean I see that you're walking by the ocean in one of these. So how can you diversify? Or you're on the beach. You're playing Do you play volleyball? Well,
0: my cameraman actually played. Your cameraman <laughs> volleyball. plays volleyball. I
2: was just looking at that. I don't think that looks like that. But yeah, so so ultimately there's there's a few opportunities that are being missed by securing the immediate engagement by taking Uh, You're in a you're on the beach. You're playing. You're by a volleyball net. You he incorporated Starbucks in there, but you just were experiencing a lot of different points where you could capture a number of different types of content, and then from there decide, okay, this is the best one that's going to, and it's different from the other posts as well. So if you capture a, a, a library of content, now you can choose which one best suits that post. Because ultimately, what you want to do when you're building out your content plan, you want to make sure that there's good variety. So when we build it out for our clients, we, we build it out in a, in a month segment. And then we include the... You want to consider um, the medium. So where it's being placed. You want to consider the type of content that's going on. Is it a picture? Is it a video? Is it a GIF? Mean. And, then, and then ultimately, the topic. And then the delivery as well. So, who's doing the actual delivery of it? And so, if you're adding in a nice variety and it's shifting, and so when you, when someone does do a scroll, especially on Instagram, because Instagram is so, it's such an aesthetic where you, you arrive and you've got nine pieces of content that you're consuming. So, the visual element with Instagram is entirely a different play than with Facebook or LinkedIn. But you still want to have it, it is the showcase for the diversification of content, but you still want to be able to do that and show a variety on on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Because the reality is, is that people are verifying others and their positions in businesses, their position as an author, as a C-suite executive, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, they're validating their existence by what their social media looks like. And so it is with the greatest care and concern that we need to be dedicating the time and attention to curating profiles that are reflective of who we are, that are ultimately positioning us as the thought leaders that we want to be. So we need to have a clear vision of, of ultimately how we want to be positioned. And Ralph, one thing too, that I absolutely love on your Facebook You've got about the same amount of followers there. You've got a couple hundred more. You've got two point two thousand, but you get a lot more engagement on Facebook. And I have a feeling it's because you are first you are posting, but then also it's so personal. If I'm seeing your kids trick or treating, which is or I'm sorry, your nephews and they're ninjas and they're super super cute. <laughs> and then you, is this your wife dressed up?
0: Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> so funny. she's the Himalayan yeti. I'm the gorilla. Which,
2: Y'all, you know, ha- well, you know what? Yeah. Actually, in order for us to LinkedIn, you should take this post and post it on LinkedIn so that ever all of your new followers from Perpetual Traffic will see this hilarious video. It's so funny. Ralph and his wife are terrorizing their nephews. It <laughs> <Really
0: cared. laughs> was, a, was a lot of fun, by the way. So, People I mean, I've heard up. that. So, yeah, let's just pause there for a second. So yeah. I've heard, and we've actually had LinkedIn specialists on this show, which have said, Get more personal on your LinkedIn. Don't be all stuffy and businessy and, you know, exactly what we're doing. Like What we're doing right now, we're basically taking something that we didn't really pay much attention to. And now we're paying attention to it. So yes. your critique is coming at an opportune time where it's like, all right, now we're posting, at least we're posting something. Yes. We might not be doing it the right way. And then sharing yes. it over to the profile and it's kind of businessy and people are like, yeah, that's, that's good. There was another guest that came on this show and said, well, put something personal on your LinkedIn. I guarantee you'll 10 X your engagement. And sure enough, I did that. That was way back. Mm. It was like about a year or so ago. And it was 10 X the engagement hundred percent, that, but that's it related amazing. to business. So yeah. it's like what you're saying for me, like totally resonates. It's, and I think every marketer forgets mm-hmm. the basics, you know what I mean? And that's why it's so great to have you on the show here today to reinforce some of the stuff that maybe you've heard before, but now, you know, now I'm getting the critique. So it's like, all right, we got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like posting just unto itself, good first step. Second step is right. get more personal is what I'm really hearing from you.
2: Entirely. Entirely true. And if, if you really consider upon looking at a, a myriad of social uh, social channels, the personal ones just every time outshine the, the business. Even Kossens, I was <laughs> looking at his the other week when we were both speaking in Berlin. And the post with his family, it just did so well. And then there was a meme that when that significantly did well. And so it's it's fun to see, and this is why it is important to take stock. Let's say you're only getting 15 to 20 points of engagement. That's fine. That's data. That's going to inform the changes that you make and the strategies that you employ now for your for your social. And then testing, right? So it's the exact same thing we do for all of our clients. It's the same thing we do for email campaigns, for Google, for for whatever campaign that you're running. We all employ testing, optimization, and, and a myriad of other tactics but really even if you've got a really small sample size it's a sample size use it and also take stock of what your competitors are doing and i'm saying competitors is in your business competitors other brands but then also other thought leaders if you're trying to grow and become a speaker if you're trying to you're have a book that you're writing and you're going to be launching it soon if you've got a business that you're going to acquire or you're in the midst of a sale there's there's other people who are going through the exact same thing as you. And if you want to establish yourself in a certain industry and establish yourself in a certain vertical, take a look at the other people who are doing well, who are acquiring what you want to acquire, whether it's more followers, whether it's more speaking opportunities, etc., more dollars. Take a look at what they're doing. Take a look at the type of content that they're producing and then follow suit, test it out.
0: So, see what your competitors are doing, get more personal. In the Amazon example, it sounds like you got personal and you also underscored the values of that individual through a, a more personal post. Is that safe to assume? It's like you're yes. repelling and attracting sort of at the same time. Exactly. Uh, so in, in our example here, on like my personal LinkedIn, like, what would you, like, what would be a recommendation? Like, give me like for an example of like, all right, this is the kind of stuff that maybe you should post. I know you know you've looked at like three or four social channels but it's hard to make that quick of a mm-hmm. uh, of a, a of a prescription at this point we're switching from you being a surgeon for you being a doctor now so mm-hmm. but like what would you post like what would it what would it be would you just say take this stuff from Facebook and put it over on LinkedIn or is it more than that like how do you how do you kind of do it tactically
2: yeah so actually as I'm scrolling back further on your LinkedIn there are some posts that have done really really well and it's actually fun posts. It's a post where you did a repost of a meme and that got a lot of engagement. You also did a repost of just fifteen marketing podcasts that you need to check out. So that was because uh, was it weren't you guys seven, six, six? Perpetual traffic is number six.
1: We're really oh, number right. one. They just didn't want to say it. They wanted to pretend to be you're impartial. number one.
2: But even then, like people that's that's personal for you. That's something really exciting. And that's good news. And so how can you then take that and make it potentially even a little bit more evergreen, right? How can you take that and and use different, uh, maybe another post could have been pulling a quote from there where you showed the visual of we're ranked number six. This was just a repost. There's a lot of content you can create from that individual posts. You can do a graphic, you can do a little video of you saying, Hey, we're super, super excited. You could even make something kind of depending on your brand, right? You could even do something a little bit goofy about it where you like make a little black and give it to costume. Ka- I don't know, like there's there's fun things that you could have done to really take advantage of this moment in time where you guys have been ranked number six. And what you could even do, I mean you could take number six and then cross it out and put number one and then give it to Ka- you know what I mean? There's like fun things that you can do. <laughs> Um, so really, it's it's taking a look at, at the content historically that has done well, taking a look at your competitors, having your values front and center so that you can speak to them when you write, developing a content calendar of include the personal stuff too. Are there, are there significant milestones? Is there an anniversary? Is there a birthday? Is, is there a book that you're reading just for personal gain, but it, it ultimately is really impacting you in a very holistic way? Because if we think of ourselves as holistic creatures... One thing is going to by way of that impact another. Nobody comes home from work and switches off and is now in family mode. Nobody does that. And so if we allow that type of fluidity to permeate our content, it would, I, I really do, I, I not only believe it to be true, but I see it to be true. So even this, I'm looking at your Facebook right now. You attended the Meta Performance Marketing Summit. That's a great con- piece of content for LinkedIn and so it's not just about taking what you're posting on Facebook and reapplying it to to LinkedIn. This is where knowing your audience is important. Who are your followers? And taking stock of who who is following you on LinkedIn? Who are your cheerleaders? Who are the people that are consistently engaging with you? And then likewise on Facebook, likewise on on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, you know, d- depending on where you spend your time. Taking stock of who is on there and what type of content is resonating because the content that resonates on Facebook most likely, it will not do the exact same thing on LinkedIn. You, and so you want to diversify, but then also optimize for each channel. You can test out putting the same visual across both with a different copy or the same copy with different visuals across both. It's not, and, and I spoke about this right at the very beginning, this is not meant to be a high-intensity, cumbersome task. You can spend 30 minutes uh, out of the week, Create one theme, one one content post, and then do a condensed version on Instagram, a longer form version on Facebook, and then a mid size version on LinkedIn. And then when it comes to using hashtags, you want to add in a, a diversification of of that as well. So you want to have a mix of hashtags that are around, you know, a couple hundred followers, and then hashtags that have a more popular reach, but no more than ten thousand. And so you're starting to weave in all these different types of tactics, but fundamentally create a calendar of your personal and professional events. Take stock of your, of your current followers on different channels, have your values first and foremost, because the values you want to weave them into the content you create to make it personal. Otherwise what differentiates you from your competitors. And then also take a look at data and test it out.
0: So it's really, it's not about just that easy button. It's just like, all right, take this from Facebook or, Right. Oh, put it over here. You got to think about the audience. So, for example, like yeah. on the LinkedIn profile, like we tend to, like the business, the the business intent or the business motive on LinkedIn is to attract our ideal customer, who is, to, right. is typically like a VP of marketing or a director of marketing or a CMO or something, something like that. So, mm-hmm. posting something that's fun or you know my trip to Meta or whatever it is, it's yeah. not just about you know, just posting it and saying, hey, this was fun. It's about weaving the messaging and the same generalized post into like talking to that ideal mm-hmm. avatar, mm-hmm. the one that ultimately you want to interact with on a more business platform like LinkedIn. Or am
1: I just, am I interpreting that right? I wanted to give a, I wanted to take a stab at my first attempt at an empathy driven approach. And I wanted to do it for Ralph. Ralph, I don't know. Do you remember the book Dead Wake? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Ralph is yeah. reading this book. It was right when I started as the co-host. Ralph's reading this book, Dead Wake, and he was deep in it, man. And we would hop on to record an episode. And what was cool about it is he was talking about this book, how it impacted him. He's obviously kind of a history nut, but he started connecting it to what we were talking about, leadership and marketing and you know decision-making. And just because that's what you were going through at the time, you were super passionate about it. It occurs to me that like if you were to post about, I'm reading this book, You know, there's this devastating event in the book. It reminded me of what it takes to be a leader in this context. So now it's know yourself, step one, and putting yourself out there, knowing your audience. And what's cool about that is the people that resonate with that are other people that are like you, but you've brought it down to this, you know, this fulcrum, this, this inflection point where if you get a customer from a post like that, that's a good client. You know what I mean? Like that's somebody who has your values, has your interests, kind of resonates with the things that you resonate with. And it's you being personal, but taking that personal element and then finding a way to kind of send a tendril out and connect it to something that's that's business-esque, business-related. Christine Marie, how did I do? Am I empathic now? Beautiful.
2: You are, wow. I mean, I'm crying.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that was brilliant. And I think that that's exactly what what the goal is and the the objective and and in terms of types of content, you know, it's, it's really, truly, what is your life? What, what is going on in your world and and allowing for that to be the guide. You know, if you kind of think about kind of the, the bowling pins of life, your, your bowling pins are the, the vision, your, your audiences and your values are kind of the bumper rails. And then what content you're producing, ultimately that's the, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that the content that you're producing is driven by you and your values. But ultimately it's your audience is such a playing a part in that because they're the ones that you're having a conversation with. And they're the ones that you're going to be attracting by way of the content that you produce. And so I just, I I love that example Kasa because the content that you produce from your authentic place, it's going to attract the people who are so in alignment with you because you've established a real relationship with them. And so people who have reached out to me after a year of following me and I've never talked with them and they want to do business, they've been the most loyal. Hmm.
0: I think there's a certain amount of people that are on social that like want the, want the end result, but don't want to put themselves out there personally as much. Like you want the customer, but you don't want to have to sort of expose yourself, and you know, not necessarily expose yourself. <laughs> I Maybe mean, that's not the well, right that's word. Kind of here, what it is though, you feel naked. You, you know what feel I mean? Naked when you're yeah. out there, and it's I don't know, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, you know, not just from personal experience, but also I think there is that thing that holds you back. So what you're saying right. is breaking through that, but I think that doesn't come naturally to everyone. Like, there are certain people that just love to self-promote, you know, love to yep. toot their own horn and just be out there and, oh, look at me. And there's others that are like, well, I just kind of want to grow my business and I don't necessarily want to be that way. And I've met plenty of very successful people right. who run very way more successful than my company that nobody knows who they are on social. They just right. have a great business. So how how do you sort of counter that argument? Are you like... At the end of the day, like the Amazon executive was out there to promote themselves, I guess, a little bit, but also be more visible for the company. How do you balance all of that, I guess, to be able to still be effective yeah. at the strategy you're talking about here?
2: I love that you brought this up because, frankly, it brings us back full circle. To the very outset of this, understanding what is holding you back and what your fears or concerns are that's preventing you from, from posting, I really feel uncomfortable to be self-promotional. The way I was raised together with just my makeup, like I I really, it's hard for me to post something that feels very self-serving, right? And so when you're thinking about creating content with the audience in mind and creating content that is serving the audience, because them, especially on LinkedIn, their engagement on your posts actually gives them visibility. So you creating content that facilitates meaningful conversations is so serving the audience because i i'm sure i'm pretty sure most of our listeners if they're on then this has happened to them i receive emails daily from linkedin saying the post that you commented on 2 weeks ago somebody else posted on it i open the email and i see a list of people who have commented i see their profiles i see their job titles i see potential clients you know you, you're all of a sudden getting access to everybody else and uh, all the other audience members on there just because you made a simple comment. And so you're really fundamentally serving your audience by creating good content. So it's it's a mental shift, right?
0: And that's, you know, that's what what we were talking about to begin with. It's like, you're not doing it for your own self promotion. Yeah. You kind of, are by extension but if you keep the business if you keep the end goal in mind of who your c- customer really is who your mm-hmm. avatar really is and what's useful for them
2: right. everything
0: else will kind of take care of itself
2: and i think too there's there's an element that uh, to to again kind of bring it full circle back to the concept of values if your value is providing for your family and taking care of your children and saving it for their college education and you know that posting on LinkedIn. Will likely get me more business. Well, it's actually for the good of my family that I that I take advantage of that, that I tap into that marketing channel, and that I don't waste this opportunity. So it goes even a little bit further that it's for the good of your clients, it's for the good of the industry because you're actually putting out of what your services and and you're doing so in a really authentic way. But it's also like it's allowing for you to be a better husband, a better business owner. You know, take care of your team. You're getting business, and actually, that was a big that was a big motivator for me i can take better care of my team and and give them more literally like more money in their pockets by getting more clients and the way that i do that is by being active on social media so so the why is really critical for people like me and sounds like for you guys too to have a really strong why to then move me into action to post. But I had to have my why first because that's not my inclination and it makes me feel uncomfortable. But leaning into the discomfort has great ROI and it generates traffic and it it pulls in the right audience and your right demographic.
0: Lead with the why. Yeah, that's very, very sage advice here, especially for those people that are like, just don't really know where to start. How do I do it? Just be, I I was once told very early on like the key to success, or at least, you know, to a certain degree of success and notoriety, which ultimately might lead to business, is being helpful and useful. Mm. <laughs> it, it, like if you can do that all the time without being self serving, I think you're you're on the right track here. Yeah. I think that's that's what the bottom line really is. We super appreciate having you on the show here today. I've certainly learned a lot. I've taken a ton of notes as has my team when they listen to this. Where can people find you? Like where how can we sell, how can we promote you now that mm. you've given all this great advice to us?
2: Go to christine It's Where I live and on LinkedIn, Christine Marie. I'm on recently on Facebook and more so getting engaged on on Instagram. I'm taking my own advice here, right? <laughs> Need to become more. There active. you go.
0: We're allowing you to be <laughs> self-promoting here, which doesn't yeah. come naturally. It doesn't sound like, but nope. absolutely, <laughs> it will help a lot of people if they do go to your stuff. So that is christinemarie.com. dot com, and Christine has in two e's in it. Yes. So it's c r c h r i s t e n e Marie dot com. Very, very cool. All right, right, we'll check that out. And thank you, everyone, for listening here today. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you listen to your podcast, whether you're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Did you realize we were on iHeartRadio? Yeah, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're everywhere. And let us know what we can do better. We absolutely do read all of these and a lot of the shows that we've had, including the one today, as a result of that survey that we continuously keep up. So that's over at Perpetual per- 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 Traffic, dot com forward slash better that's perpetual traffic forward slash better follow me over on linkedin and see me being more transparent and helpful and useful
2: and y'all I will I'll this is up to them but I'll send over a free checklist for our social media tips and tricks for y'all only if you go and like browse uh LinkedIn. So go follow him and then it's by your honor. So if you download the the checklist. I mean, it's free. You can get it. <laughs> but it's on your honor. You get the checklist only if you follow Ralph. So go follow him on LinkedIn. We've got a, a number to meet, 2,500.
0: And Qasim over at Twitter at Qasim Aslam. On Twitter, go back and listen to previous episodes. And all the resources that we mentioned here in today's show will be in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com. Cool. Great. All right. Thank you for that, Christine. On behalf of my awesome co host, Qasim Oslam. peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.
1: Hey guys, it's Cosmo here and... I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com.